On today's episode, I'm introducing you to the science of Ayurveda. We will clearly define the meaning and purpose of Ayurveda. We'll talk about alternative medicine versus Western allopathic medicine, and we'll discuss the nature's elements and the principles of Ayurveda and how those can affect the person's body-mind constitution. I'm Maria Geller, an Ayurveda medicine health counselor, Hatha yoga teacher, and a wellness coach. Welcome to Unleash Your Super Self, the podcast that explores self-care practices to support your journey to health, happiness, and personal transformation. Hi, welcome back. This is Unleash Your Super Self, episode three. Today, we are demystifying Ayurveda. What is Ayurveda? How can Ayurveda support mental, physical, and spiritual balance? And how you can apply this holistic way of living in your everyday life? Ayurveda is thought to be the oldest healing system on our planet and has its roots in ancient India. The word Ayurveda is a Sanskrit word that means the knowledge of life, It's a holistic medical science that was realized by the rishis in deep, deep meditation, and it was practiced in daily life. It is rooted in Sankhya philosophy, a philosophy that describes how creation came about. Ayurveda is fundamentally rooted in cosmic consciousness and has a relationship with all aspects of creation, including physical, philosophical, as well as metaphysical. Ayurveda says that we are a microcosm of the macrocosm and we are made of the same elements as this creation. And we as beings have a deep relationship with nature, its time, its seasons, and everything else that exists. Ayurveda aims to help a person to self-heal and to become a self-realized being. It aims to preserve good health wellness and wholeness, as well as prevent or manage disease. There are eight branches of Ayurveda, internal medicine, otolaryngology, toxicology, surgery, pediatrics, psychiatry, gerontology, and aphrodisiac therapy. Ayurveda further teaches that we are integrated beings and not separate organs and systems. All our systems are weaved together and we have an interwoven experience of ourselves internally and in relationship with the world around us. Meaning, Ayurveda does not split the human being into different parts and pieces. It does not treat the physical body as if the body is a separate part from the mind. It does not treat the mind as if the mind is separate from the physical body. It also includes the treatment of the soul. So the body, mind, and soul, or consciousness, are intertwined and make up the whole being And all of the elements and components are addressed within a treatment protocol, which focuses on lifestyle practices, natural therapies, and herbal medicines to increase optimal health and vitality and immunity and resiliency within the person so that the body can ward off any illness on its own. Although Ayurveda does offer surgery and extreme interventions, the idea is that Through the application of Ayurveda in our daily lives, we can prevent illness, 
manage a condition and even dive deeply to the root cause of the disease and remove it. Western allopathic medicine is also useful. It treats symptomology and disease, but the approach is different. Western allopathic medicine addresses acute conditions and trauma, and doctors immediately and frequently prescribe pills and drugs. This type of medicine can potentially save lives and remove pain quickly, but at the same time, it can work to suppress symptoms of an illness, and the illness can return because the root cause of the disease does not get addressed. This type of treatment often weakens the person's vitality and immunity and resiliency and can leave a person with many unfortunate short-term and long-term side effects. It also does not address how to respond to stress. I personally recommend to work with several different types of healing modalities toward your healing goal. Ayurveda medicine can support the treatment plan of a Western allopathic medicine and vice versa. Here is the definition of what health means according to Ayurveda, and I find it to be so very profound. One who is established in self, who has balanced primary life force, balanced fire of digestion, properly formed tissues, proper elimination of waste products, well-functioning bodily processes, and whose mind, soul, and senses are full of bliss is called a healthy person. Ayurveda states that we come into the world with a unique mind and body blueprint, which is made up of the five elements, most subtle element being ether or space, then air, fire, water, and earth. We experience these elements directly in the body, not just in the world. Ether element is an element of space. It is vast and infinite. It is the idea of connection within which all communication happens. It cannot be seen, but can be felt in the form of intuition. It is the hollow space in the bones. It is the space in the colon. Air element moves within the body. It is the involuntary movement like breathing or the beating of the heart. It is that movement in the body that keeps the body alive. A sudden twitching in the eye and the flow of consciousness is air in motion. The movement of gas in the colon is the air element. The fire element is responsible for the process of metabolizing food into energy. It regulates the temperature in the body. It is responsible for how we perceive and process information received through our senses, the eyes, the ears, the nose, the mouth, the skin, and it integrates this information into knowledge. Sometimes we say the fire of knowledge or the light of truth, meaning the ability to see clearly and to properly discern right knowledge versus wrong knowledge, right thinking versus wrong thinking. The water element is the principle of liquidity and lubrication in the body. It is a flow that carries nutrients from one part of the body to the next, 
from one system to the next, like blood or plasma or the lymphatic system, allowing for life. The earth element is associated with the most gross aspect. It references solid structures such as our physical body, the bones, the skin. It provides stability and increases strength and durability in the body. On a person, this could appear as having thicker bone structure, maybe a bit more weight. Ayurveda organizes these five elements and places them into three functional principles or energies known as vata, pitta, and kapha. Vata is made up of air and ether. Pitta is made up of fire and water. And kapha is made up of water and earth. We are born with a certain blueprint of different proportions of these principles in our constitution, but they vary in relationship to many factors such as our age, our stress levels, the foods we eat, the season we are in, and many more other factors are involved. It is important to maintain the health of these principles. To do this, we look at the attributes or the qualities of each principle. Vata attributes will be subtle in nature. Its qualities are light and cold, dry, rough, clear, mobile, and astringent. A person with vata imbalance can experience cold feet or cold hands, constipation, dry skin, rough patches on the elbows, thinning hair, signs of aging presenting prematurely. With vata imbalance, a person can have trouble focusing. This person may struggle with anxiety and restlessness. Pitta qualities are sharp, hot, smooth, liquid, mobile, oily. A person with a pitta imbalance may experience indigestion, diarrhea, inflammation. They can get hot easily. They can experience burnout. They can also experience hair loss and so on. Kappa qualities are heavy and cold, dense, slow, oily, hard, gross, liquid, slimy, soft, static, and sticky. A person with a kappa imbalance can experience weight gain, resistance to change, stubbornness, depression, attachment, greed. They can experience sugar cravings and emotional overeating. Vata, pitta, and kappa dominant people can experience overlapping qualities as well. A vata dominant person can have a sugar craving and experience weight gain. A pitta dominant person can experience feeling cold in the feet and the hands. A kappa dominant person can also be easygoing. These attributes are reflected in every individual in their own unique way. We consider and investigate many factors prior to deciding what the person's blueprint is and its relative relationship to what we consider the standard of normality relative to the person. Every time we experience discomfort does not mean that we have a disease. An imbalance would be when a person is suffering and is looking for help to feel better. 
if a person experiences heartburn one time, we don't necessarily treat it right away. If a person is beginning to experience heartburn more frequently and regularly, we notice and begin to make changes to perhaps their eating habits. The changes we implement really do depend on the person's imbalance, their age, their emotional state, their stress levels, and as I mentioned before, many other factors that contribute to one's imbalance that need to be well considered and evaluated. But on a more positive note, Vata-dominant people are super active, quick on their feet, extremely creative and talented in many different areas. They are able to think outside of the box. They are quick to move from one project to the next. They're easily excited and are loving people. They love to change their surroundings and are always ready to change themselves. Pitta-dominant people are good learners. They possess intelligence and understanding. They are goal-oriented, ambitious, driven, and disciplined. They are athletic. They're very confident and make great leaders. Kappa dominant people have deep faith. They are calm, peaceful, and possess lots of compassion and love. They try to take care of everyone. Their bodies are naturally curvy and strong. They make great listeners and counselors and therapists. When we know what our imbalance is, we can apply Ayurveda in our daily lives to strengthen and support the places that need more strength and support to keep the mind, body, and spirit in balance and harmony. I see clients for these consultations, and the process of self-discovery is interesting for all people, but I think it is just so important to be aware that there is something we can all do to feel well. One of the many laws in Ayurveda states that like increases like. If evata dosha, dosha meaning mistake or imbalance, if evata dosha person is presenting bloating and constipation, the attributes of which are dryness, lightness, roughness, this person should change their diet to food with soupy texture with heating spices to treat the aggravation with opposite qualities. If this person eats popcorn or grazes on cashews, they will aggravate their symptoms further as these foods are also light and dry. Simply put, if you're cold, you may want to drink a hot tea, not iced beverage. If you're feeling sad, you may want to do something that helps you feel less sad. Same principles apply to seasons. We need to take into consideration the season as during the spring season, the kappa season, the kappa in the body will be increased, so more of cloudy and skin-heavy and cold qualities will be present. During the summer, the pitta season, pitta qualities will be increased in the body, so hot, sharp, liquid, mobile, oily qualities will be present in the body. During vata season in the winter, vata will be increased in the body, so more cold, dry, rough qualities will be present in the body. We can counterbalance the imbalance through our food, herbs and spices, and drinks. As an Ayurveda proverb says, 
When the diet is wrong, medicine is of no use. When the diet is correct, medicine is of no need. I would love to continue this discussion and talk about how Ayurveda approaches balancing dosha with food, herbs, and spices, and drinks next week. Thank you for listening. I would love to hear from you. Please send any questions you may have or perhaps a topic that you would like to be included in future episodes to hello at mariageller.com. Thank you. Talk to you next time. Om Shanti. Om Peace. I'm Maria Geller, and you've been listening to Unleash Your Super Self podcast. If you're interested in connecting with me or have any questions about my one-on-one offerings, please go to mariageller.com. You can also follow Unleash Your Super Self on Instagram. Please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. And join me next week for another Unleash Your Super Self episode. Thank you for listening. Namaste.